Hey, 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 we've got a quick announcement before the episode starts. We've been teasing this for way too long. The time has finally come. The merch drop is live. Go pick up some new We Don't Wanna swag in the description down below. You can also check the Twitter and Instagram at We Don't Wanna Pod to see more details about how to get this sweet ass new merch. Do it now. Time's running out. You are actually the worst person. Yeah. Yep. Hello! And welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't wanna. In every episode, we'll be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves, and the other, well, that's where that there reluctancy comes in. We are your hosts, I am Zach, and joining me as always, he actually just got back from a nighttime hunt looking for George's missing ear, it's Scotty Westside! (laughs) You know, you think England is like a smaller country until you have to just trek through the countryside using your magic flesh detector (laughs) to find a dude's ear. It's, 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 there's a lot of countryside out there. There's a lot of that English countryside, man. It's, it's too much ground to cover. I recently ordered a... Uh, magic flesh detector as a <laughs> yeah. marital aid. I bet you did. <laughs> Adamandeve.com. <laughs> Hashtag no, not sponsored. Our, no, no, What was that thing from like forever ago? Oh, rubberrockets.org. Well, that, there was one that was like foursexytimes.com <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> not for profit. Not for profit. Yeah, they're, not in, for profit. they're in it to help people. Yeah, we want, we want to provide marital aids yes not definitely. aids like the disease uh yeah hopefully that's you know <laughs> no aids yeah no aids <laughs> let's just take a firm stance that aids is bad on the podcast yeah. <laughs> uh how are you doing today buddy oh you're throwing me off guard why wait you're catching me off guard you're not throwing me off guard i could be throwing you off guard maybe What'd you ask me? You don't ask me questions first. I ask you, Scott. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm How sorry. you doing today, Scott? I jumped, I'm just trying to mix it up, man. I'm trying to be a little spicy. Fuck. You just ruined my life. Okay, well, what else is well, new? Should we just end this here? Yeah, so thanks for joining. <laughs> now I'm ending it, and yeah, you're supposed to end it, too. <laughs> I'm taking all your jobs. Fucking hell. Yeah, you are. I don't do shit. Scott, how you True. doing, man? Uh, I'm doing good. I am. Uh, we're 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 doing a little. Te- I guess it's not a test run because this this is an actual episode. <laughs> this this will air, uh, so to speak. But uh, got my new. Uh, I we've talked before about how I can't get out of the closet, right? So to speak. <laughs> yes. uh, I record. I'm clipping that and sending that to your mother. Of course, of course. Uh, yeah. So I record in my closet. Uh, after a couple disastrous first episodes, for those of you who have been with us that long, I found out that the acoustics in my closet were much better for recording purposes. Um, but my setup was always extremely jank in there, so I have since, just this last week, I got a new desk. I, I Everybody should here. know, like, just, this sounds, like, <laughs> horrific, 
Everybody should know Scott has a massive. This closet, closet. is enormous. This is like the biggest walk-in closet. It is fucking huge. Like it could be, you know, those apartments that have like one and a half bedrooms because one of them could be used as like a study. Uh-huh. His closet is like that size. It's basically that. This 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 is basically a closet slash office now slash yeah. recording booth slash studio. <laughs> And it's uh, it's so funny because the first disastrous episodes that Scott is that talking disastrous? about, disaster, whatever, fuck you. Uh, Scott literally was recording next to his refrigerator. That's where my table is. That's where my table lives. Yeah, uh, right next to his refrigerator, and it was such a loud it was humming so noise. So loud. Holy and then, in order shit. to fix that problem, Scott went and unplugged his refrigerator yeah, and. Yeah. We were literally recording. I was like, we got to hurry and record these episodes or my food will go bad. <laughs> we're moving on up, man. We're, we're moving, moving on up. up in the world. Yes. So I, I have my nice, uh, big, legit desktop PC in here now. Not the shit-ass laptop. Uh, got a full, legit setup going now. So hopefully we will have less technical issues and... We, we hope it sounds good for you folks. You know, I make these sacrifices for the peoples. If there's any a- anything everyone should know, it's that I am a man of the peoples. Oh my god, what is this? I, I can't stand this. <laughs> so You're not untrue. a man of the peoples. It's You're so the worst. <laughs> it's lies. It's all lies. Fuck, dude. Uh, so yeah, that's what I did all my weekend was uh, get Operation Move All My Shit in here. How was your week, buddy? Uh, my week has been has been good. I took a long weekend. I took Friday off. Got to hang out with Amanda a little bit more. Um, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was uh, well-deserved. You know, been working hard. And, well, uh, let's not say things we can't well, take back. But I mean, look. <laughs> hey, you know, I don't really have anything to say to you. Um, I took the fucking day off, and it was great. Amanda Hell and I yeah. fucking hung out. We watched. Oh, we watched a movie. Mm-hmm. I texted you about it. Did you? Do not watch this movie. It's bad. Wait, you texted me about a movie? I don't even remember. I this. did. Yeah. So it's that movie on was Netflix. Was it Twilight Part Six? No. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved that. What are you talking about? True. <laughs> um, it is a movie called. Uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Oh, right. Yes. And I already forgot about this. We had heard, and actually, I, I actually read a review, a non-spoiler review. I'm in a, a Facebook group of like a bunch of people who like movies and, you know, people share their thoughts. And uh, somebody was very, very high on this movie, um, how it is a work of art. And it's, a, you know, kind of a mind bender uh, very, very, very dramatic. Have you ever seen um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Yes, good movie. Okay, very good it movie. gives me those vibes, but... Bad? I mean, look, I'm not going to say, say it. Just like, put dude, them on I, blast. I fucking hated it, dude. Okay, it was there you go. That's God awful, hear. dude. Like, the, I, and, I, and I will say this. I legit was like, ooh, I'm intrigued. This is, it is shot really well. So, so for one, it, it is actually a, a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it looks great. And it's, it, it is very artistic. But like, holy smokes, dude. Like two-thirds of the way in, I was like, okay, I'm still intrigued. But like, where in the actual fuck is this going? Interesting. Uh, it is a nightmare, the ending. I am like, 
what okay please somebody explain this movie to me don't actually because you're gonna sound like a snotty piece of shit but like yeah it was rough don't ever watch it unless you want to hate yourself interesting i also watched uh uh, several movies this week i didn't play like hardly any video games this week which is a weird one for me but uh i watched a couple movies i'd never seen before one was uh the lincoln lawyer which Chaz bugged me about for the longest time and i finally watched it and it was very good so nice. Chaz. Chaz had a good wreck. Wow. I know. It's shocking, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> shocking, I tell you. Shocking. The other one, actually, so uh, I, I guess I was doing some kind of like weird degrees of separation Kevin Bacon thing. So I went to a <laughs> another Matthew McConaughey movie. This is a movie I've seen like several times and I love it to death. You need to see it. I've tried to get you to watch it a bunch of times called The Gentleman. Oh, which is a yes. You have Guy Ritchie movie. Uh, that movie, I love it more and more every time I watch it. It's so funny. Um, so then Charlie Hunnam, who's in that one, I, I've watched another movie with him, which I had not seen before, which is called The Lost City of Z. Have you seen, or Zed? Have you seen this I movie? Have, uh, I have seen of it. Is it on Netflix? It's not. I think I watched it on Amazon Prime. On Amazon? Okay, that, that must be where I saw it at. Um, interesting movie. I don't think i loved it i don't think i hated it it does have robert pattinson and we have a long history of discussing robert pattinson yes movies. yes 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 i have heard of this i have heard this movie was great uh i didn't love the ending and i felt like it it wore out its welcome a little bit it's a long gotcha. movie it was like two and a half a good two and a half hours yikes okay um and i i didn't love the ending i i i don't, I don't think it was bad it just, I feel like it could have been cut in a couple places. Sure. But Charlie Hunnam was great. Robert Pattinson was great. So, yeah. It anyway. could have been cut in a couple of areas like our podcast episodes. Yeah, it could have. Like people don't actually care about any no, of No, definitely, yeah. <laughs> people are already just mashing their fast forward button. They're like, oh, they're talking about Robert Pattinson again. <laughs> Fucking double Dutch rudder over here while we talk how about many, how Robert, many Robert Pattinson. Pattinson movies. If we discuss, let's see, uh, the Lighthouse, Twilight, uh, Harry uh, Potter. Did we talk about the King on here? The King. Um, what's that other one? Now, Lost City of Z. There's at least six Robert Pattinson movies we've talked about on this. Podcast. Hey, well, while we're on this subject, are you excited about the Batman? I'm so excited, dude. For the so excited. Have I mentioned how great Robert Pattinson? <laughs> Have you seen the take that like from from the director's screening that that this the Batman is like kind of like horror esque? I've heard that. Yes, it's almost yeah, a little bit of horror, like, like thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, that sounds rad. It sounds as shit. rad as hell. It sounds rad as hell for sure. For sure. What else do you want to say about Robert Pattinson? Um. I'm just excited for that. He's not in Dune, is he? No, I no. really want to see Dune. Him and his chin can just fuck me up, dude. I All love right. me some Robert Pattinson. <laughs> you just want to get on his back, Spider Monkey? <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. Strap me on, Dad. Strap me on, Daddy. <laughs> okay, we're not going to top that. We might All as right. well just call it an episode here. Uh, so I do have a decent amount of notes we're doing four chapters today uh chapter five through eight and a decent amount happens 
Uh, so we better. Yeah, it's a good batch. Well, yeah. it's a. Yeah, I think it's a good batch. It's it's interesting. I I have some thoughts. They're not necessarily negative. I feel like every time I say I have some thoughts, it's 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 usually negative. But mm-hmm. um, I guess I can just throw it out. This book is not going in the dir- direction I expected. Yeah. Out of the are gate. you are you referencing the whole wedding thing? Like, like what the fuck no. is, is happening here? Or no, actually. Um, okay. It's just this book has surprised me a bit. I I expected this book going into it to be, hey, we're on our Zelda quest to go to all the Zelda dungeons and get the four Horcruxes and destroy them, and then we're gonna fight Voldy. We're gonna have the big boss fight. Right. And I'm sure at some point we'll get some version of that still. What I did not expect is this deep dive into like Dumble's history. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That we're that we're getting here and like intrigue surrounding that. Right. So that's interesting and, and it's surprising to me. I'm like Oh, we're ch- we're doing this now. This is like we're in the last book here. We like it's, we like got to get it, to the end. So, um, I don't think it's a bad thing because I no, want I the agree. content, right? Right. Because I I want more of Dumbledore. I've I've exp- I've told you this hundreds of times that I I think he's one of the most interesting, and I I just want to learn more about him for sure. But I definitely have had the same sentiment even when I was reading it for the first time. I was like, how are we going to fit all of this in? Like, right. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Like I said, I'm more just surprised. It's like, yeah, we're getting a lot of build up to this Dumbledore and his history. And like, right. Was he really the, the saint we thought he was type mm-hmm. thing? Which and- is such an interesting thing. I, I know that we're talking about this maybe before we should, right, and maybe right, this right. is a recap thing, but sure. still it's good conversation. Definitely. Um, it is such an interesting feeling reading this book. Yeah. I remember this. I mean, obviously, it's the it's the last book of the series, so it's the, it's the one that I have the most recent, fresh memories of. Sure, sure. And being so heavily invested in the series, it almost, like, with, with retrospect, it almost made me feel like, are we doing, like, are, are our heroes doing the right thing or like mm. have they been led astray or like what's the big plan here or right. whatever did you have a feeling like on first read of like impatience with it like hey we need to get to voldy we need to get to the end game we need to get um, to what really matters i don't think so keep in mind dude i re- i read this book in probably sure. three days sure like when it came out you know right. but i i will say that like i was I was at the same pace with Harry, Ron, Hermione, where there definitely was like a, do I, do I like, like, what, what was Dumbledore's deal? Is he as pure as I always thought? Right. And that is, that is a big theme of this book. I obviously didn't want to say anything prior to this, but like, that is a big theme, not of the whole book, I should say, but like, that follows them throughout their Zelda quest, as you sure. call it. Sure, sure, sure. There's there's so much uncertainty as they navigate this whole thing, which I think is beautiful. And you're seeing the start of it now. Yeah, definitely. It's like I said, it's not it's not bad. It's just unexpected. Like I I just didn't expect us to get this big. Cause like I, I'm assuming going into this book, like 
everyone knew this was the last book, right? This she wasn't like, oh, this could be, we could be more. No, yeah, yeah, yeah th- okay. th- This was the last book. Okay, gotcha. Um, well, yeah. Why don't we dive in here, chapter five? We we did leave off on a cliffhanger. We had the pretty intense action sequence of them trying to run from the Dieters. And chapter five picked up with uh, Harry crash landing basically the bike. Uh, in Wait the... for for our listeners that are following along. We're, you said we're doing five, six, seven, and eight. Correct, five, six, seven. Okay, eight. all right. So uh, this chapter is titled "Fallen Warrior," and I was like, "Uh oh, someone definitely died then." <laughs> and uh, yeah, that is the case, and it's not just George's ear. It would have been a real good troll if she had titled it "Fallen Warrior," and the only person that died was George's ear. <laughs> Warry ear. Yeah, there you go. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. I'm on my game tonight, Scotty. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes me horrified. So Harry uh, comes to kind of kind of comes to in a house. Um, Nymphadora's dad, Daddy Tonks. Uh, has, I don't like that. Well, you know, just roll with it. <laughs> has patched him up. <laughs> uh, he also lets him know Hagrid's going to be okay. Hagrid's here with him. I was a little worried about Hagrid at the end of last chapter, but he's okay. He's he's my big giant man that's indestructible, apparently. Uh, Daddy Tonks asks Harry, he asks what happened if Arthur meddling with muggle contraptions had like something go wrong, which is, he was like, hey, why did this bike crash? Right. Harry says, no, there were a ton of Dieters, um, the protective charms. I, I kind of figured this was the case when Voldy, like, disappeared as he was chasing him. I was like, oh, he probably ran into, like, the protective spells around wherever they're going. That is right. the case. Uh, it's what drove Voldy and the Dieters away and is currently keeping them away. Which I've always thought seems like such a, like, I don't know if mundane is the right word, but, like, just a mundane way to like keep the big bad guys away. Like, sure. Like it's, it's like the most powerful wizard yeah. arguably. And it's like, you just have this force field. <laughs> Listen, they can't, it's not time to fight the big bad yet. We have to. Right. No, I know. I know. This, but... this is the, uh, <laughs> this is the Luffy's feet are buried in concrete in the water <laughs> to keep him out of the fight for a while. Of uh, I appreciate that storytelling you, that devices. you consistently make the one piece references for my sake. Of Our course. listeners probably are like, what in the fuck they are you saying no right now? I have no fucking clue what I'm talking about, which I'm fine with. I am a man of the people after all. So <laughs> the people being one person, the people being the one person. Yes, exactly. Me, the mainly. one piece. Yeah. Oh, there he is. <laughs> so, uh, Hagrid and, uh, uh, mommy Tonks. Uh, you're right. I also hate this. I'm just going to yeah, stop. Just please stop. <laughs> So Nymphadora, that's her name, right? Nymphadora? No, the mom... No, Nymphadora's... No, 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 I know. Our, the Tonks we know is Nymphadora. Correct. Nymphadora the Explorer. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I'm the first one to ever make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, can we just take a minute to talk about how Dora the Explorer doesn't rhyme at all? And it's, like, supposed to? Hola, soy Dora. You have to be, like... Dora the Explorer. You have to have like a Boston an accent or something. No, it's an Australian accent. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, one of the same. Boston, Australian. Psh, exactly. Same exact same thing. So yeah, Nymphadora the Explorer. Her parents. That's who these are. Uh, her mom comes in, 
And Harry freaks out for a second because of how much she looks like Bella. Um, he draws her wand on her and he's like, oh shit, sorry, you're not Bellatrix. And so Fuck, then I dude, was like, my bad, dude. <laughs> yeah, my bad, dude. I was like confused here for a second. So they're all three sisters, Sissy, Bella, and Nymphadora's mom, right? Am I getting that right? Narcissa is not related. She's She's related by marriage. Wait, so who's related? How is she related by marriage? Wait, so Lucius is their no, 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 brother? No, 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 no. Hold on, wait. So Nymphadora and Bellatrix are cousins. They're not sisters. Sorry, that, that's where the confusion okay. was. Okay, because Bellatrix and Sis, uh, Sissy, they're, they're for sure sisters, right? Yes, they are. Yeah. Sorry, that, okay. that's where, yes, that's where I was getting confused. Yes. Okay. So this uh, Nymphadora's mom, which I can't remember if they name her. Uh, it's she, Andromeda. Okay, Andromeda, that's right. She is not their sister. She's just a cousin. Correct. Okay. And how are they related to the Blacks again? Uh, they are a cousin of Sirius. Well, like, so the closest relation is, uh, is Tonks is cousins with Sirius. I, okay. I, don't, I don't know which one of their parents or what, but. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I just couldn't remember. Like, I, it's a little weird that cousins like look that much similar. I thought they were for sisters for a second, and then I was like, okay, that's why I was confused. Then, so they're not sisters. Uh, just God like damn it, man. Maybe I, maybe I'm wrong. Well, Bella- I, well, yeah. I thought Harry said, "Oh, you look like your sister." So then I was like, "Oh, wait. So are Bellatrix, uh, Narcissa, and Andromeda all three sisters?" Then. I'm checking right now. Let's, let's Harry let's. Potter champion Zach trivia champion Zach strikes again. Don't worry, I'll cut this all out. Make you look real good, pal. Thanks, pal. I'm kidding, of course. I'm leaving everything. <laughs> okay, so Bella and Narcissa. Our, our sisters, and no, yeah, they, they are sisters. I think okay. Seven is, yeah, Andromeda. Yeah, I'm looking at it, and it's, it's, her, her name is a burnt spot because I'm looking at the family tree. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah, but no, yeah. Uh, so they are all spot. three sisters. Correct, yes. Okay, gotcha. Cool, cool, cool. That's, okay. I'm not confused anymore. I mean, I am, but about other things. So Hagrid, Hagrid asks Harry about Hedwig before they leave via port key, which is kind of a real sad moment. R.I.P. Hedwig. Um, they port key to the burrow. Uh, Molly and Ginny come out. No one else has come back yet, though. Um, Molly, uh, there's a couple really good Molly moments in these chapters. We'll, oh, my God. Yeah. We'll get to. But uh, Molly, of course. Uh, you know, she's she's very worried about her family, but Harry is her family too. She grabs Harry, hugs him, she says, Thank goodness you're all right. Uh Hagrid, I have a funny line here from here. Haven't got any brandy, have you? That's a that's not Hagrid. That was like a pirate. What was that? I mean, yeah, I didn't I used to make fun of your Hagrid for Probably. sounding like a pirate. Oh, you're a wizard, Harry. Haven't got any brandy, have you, Molly? For medicinal purposes. <laughs> <laughs> For medicinal purposes only. Uh, 
So we find out that Ron and Tonks, they were coming in like order. So Ron and Tonks should have been back first, but they missed their port key. I guess I never realized that port keys were on a timer. Has that ever been a thing before? Yeah. That seems yeah, yeah. weird. Yeah, you don't remember when... Um... Okay, going to the Quidditch World Cup, I do remember that. Yeah, it is interesting that there's the timer. I guess, I don't know, maybe you can set it for either. <laughs> Yeah, because every time stun. every time we saw maybe it's just Dumble's a badass. Because I feel like every time we saw him make a port key, it was just like take it when you're ready and go. Right. Like when he had Harry well, port I mean, key the, out of the ministry when he had right. But the port the port key in the maze too to to get to the graveyard. Yeah, like the actual too. cup, the actual yeah. goblet that wasn't on a timer. Weird, very weird. Mm, um, loopholes, mm, loopholes. Anyway, because magic. So yes. the port key comes back without that. This seems very strange. Like, yeah, so they're just fucked. They missed their port key. It came back without them. And uh, the second should have been Fred and Arthur. And then you and Hagrid. This is, I think, Jenny talking to Harry. You and Hagrid were third. Uh, if they made it, George and Lupin ought to be back in about a minute. Um, Lupin and George do pop in. George is all fucked up. He's missing an ear. This this is what we were talking about at the beginning. Uh, Lupin does a quick check to make sure Harry is really him. Because he he realizes he knows the plan has been leaked. They've been betrayed. So he wants to make sure that Harry is him. He's a little feisty about it, too. He is a little feisty. Lupin's I very like feisty throughout this kind of these whole chapters. Uh, I, I kind of like it. It's I, just oh, I, like... The tone has shifted. I mean, it's like, yo, shit is bad now. Shit is very bad. Uh, Feisty Lupin, I am a fan of, for sure. So, uh, he asks Harry. Harry kind of recounts what happened to him. You know, of... Oh, this is good. When Stan Shunbike, uh, like, he recognized him or whatever. And then Voldy showed up. Lupin asks him, they recognized you, but how? What had you done? Harry's like, ah, I saw Stan Shunpike, you know, the bloke who was the conductor on the night bus, and I tried to disarm him instead of, well, he doesn't know what he's doing, does he? He must be imperious. Lupin looked aghast. Harry, the time for disarming is past. These people are trying to capture and kill you. At least stun if you aren't prepared to kill. Is the implication here... That people who are prepared to kill, like Lupin, are using the killing curse against Dieters? I mean, maybe not quite that bad, but something that is going to seriously fuck them up and probably have them fall to their death. Well, so so it's interesting you say that because it, when he says at least stun if you aren't prepared to kill... Harry retorts with, we were hundreds of feet up, stands not himself, and if I stunned him and he'd fallen, he'd have died the same as if I'd used av- uh, uh, Abracadabra. Expelliarmus saved me from Voldemort two years ago, Harry added defiantly. Um, <laughs> I think this is just a funny little detail. Lupin was reminding him of the sneering Hufflepuff, Zachariah Smith, who had jeered at Harry for wanting to teach Dumbledore's army how to disarm. Um, Lupin, still being his feisty-ass self, says, Yes, Harry, said Lupin with painful restraint, and a great number of Death Eaters witnessed that happening. Forgive me, but it was a very unusual move then, under imminent threat of death. Basically like, yeah, it was such a dumb move, no one saw it coming, bro. 
<laughs> repeating it tonight in front of Death Eaters who either witnessed or heard about the first occasion was close to suicidal. And Harry's like, so you think I should have killed Stan Shunpike? Of course not, said Lupin. But the Death Eaters, frankly, most people would have expected you to attack back. Expelliarmus is a useful spell, Harry, but the Death Eaters seem to think it is your signature move. Dude. <laughs> and I urge you not to let it become so. I love the idea that Harry's signature move, quote unquote, is such a shitty fucking disarming spell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I will so I will good. say this. I haven't I haven't taken the stance of, of defending Harry in a long time. Bullshit. You? you do it like every episode. I don't think so. Mm. I, I guess, I, I guess, more, and actually, not even necessarily it being like trying to have you come around on Harry because that's that's not what I'm trying to do. Sure, but but people have talked about how it is obviously yes, it is a defining characteristic uh, mm-hmm. that you know his 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 knee-jerk reaction is to prevent people from doing harm, not to do harm. You know, like, like that, that is his character, right? So right. if that is the intent in the writing, I think that that's shown pretty well. Like, again, whether it's the smartest decision sure. in the middle of a fucking fight to the death, you know, that's up for debate. But um, I do like what it means about his character. Sure. And he even says here, you know, it's this is, again, all, of course, all this from Harry's perspective. Lupin was making Harry feel idiotic, and yet there was still a grain of defiance inside him. He says, I won't blast people out of my way just because they're there, said Harry. That's Voldemort's job. Um, so that's, hey, yeah, listen, that's, that's a decent line there. I give him props for, you know, taking that stance and sticking with it, even if it is stupid but i guess the the main thing that my main takeaway from here is that the way lupin has phrased this it certainly seems like at least lupin is like yeah i'm gonna like kill people with spells like whether like you said yeah. whether it's specifically a vatic cadaver or not or if it's like isn't there some spell that like is just like a grenade launcher basically like pretty much yeah up. bombarda yeah and i don't know if Lupin is good with Sectum Sempra, or you know, we know there's like that shit, but yeah, sounds like he's much more willing to do like straight up attack magic. I mean, this um, is war, man. Exactly, exactly. I'm I'm on Lupin's side as usual, but again, you know, good for Harry, I guess, for taking his stance. So Kingsley and Hermione show up next. They both seem fine, and I'm like, of course they're both fine. They're both extremely capable. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is like the most OP pair. Like you got by a like, mile, Are you by an me? absolute mile. Uh, they probably should have split them up. Uh, Kingsley tests Lupin. Uh, he asks him, "What are the last words Albus Dumbledore spoke to the pair of us?" Lupin says, "Harry is the best hope we have. Trust him." I think that's interesting. Um, I mean, we know Albus Dumbledore, Dumble, had all kinds of faith in Harry, but uh, the fact that this was the last words he spoke to them, they're probably going to put a lot of stock in that, so. Right. I also I also think it's really cool how, you know, like, Harry shows up, and he's completely caught off guard uh, by, by Lupin, like, pulling him aside right. and, like, questioning the fuck out of him, mm-hmm. but both Kingsley, like, yes. they're on the same level. Like, yes. Kingsley and Lupin are just like, no, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Like, answer this. 
I think it says specifically as soon as Kingsley and Lupin show uh, Kingsley shows up, both Lupin and Kingsley just point their wands at each other like immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, 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 they fucking know what's up. I love yeah. Kingsley and of course Lupin. Um, Kingsley says five Dieters plus Voldy came after them. Uh, so this is how OP this team up is. Uh, Kingsley says they injured two and possibly killed one. What a baller. Uh, they also, every, they they mention every time, like, all the pairs mention Voldy can fly. They seem, like, surprised by this. I, I'm guessing this he, is not a common thing. I believe he's the only wizard to have done that. It seems that way. Like, he's developed his own magic. Right. Um, he also, Kingsley also mentions, obviously, there's been a mass Azkaban breakout that the Ministry has hushed up. Um, we find out Snape was the one who cut George's ear off with uh, Sectum Sempra. I feel like he could have easily killed him, but wounded him on purpose, because my theory, of course, is still that Snape is a good guy, and I'm sticking with it. Um, there's There's a funny gag throughout this chapter of Hagrid being so big he keeps getting stuck in the door and yeah. it's just like mentioned in passing like three or four times and it's just so funny it's great I love Hagrid uh, Arthur and Fred arrive uh, next uh, they go in <laughs> they go in to see uh, George this is Molly speaking how do you feel Georgie saint like he murmured what's wrong with him croaked fred looking terrified is his mind affected saint like repeated george opening his eyes and looking up at his brother you see i'm holy holy fred get it (laughs) (laughs) mrs weasley sobbed harder than ever uh Uh, Fred is just like kind of taken aback pathetic he told George with the whole wide world of ear related humor before you you go for holy (laughs) dude that's so hilarious and then and then George is like well at least you'll be able to tell us apart eh mom so good I love Fred George Uh, I'm glad one of them didn't turn evil unless that's still yet to come um, Dude, I forgot that you had that fucking I, take. I don't think it was a a take. You just said you just told me you liked one more than the other, or something. Oh, like, that's right. That's well, right. how do you even tell them apart? Does one of them turn evil? So, I I love friend George. I I love the fact he's like you have the whole wide world of ear related humor. What what exactly ear related humor? Dude, is- when you're Fred and George, that's a vast <laughs> world. <laughs> world apparently uh it's very very good and yeah he's like you'll be able to tell us apart mum it's so good so tonks and ron finally arrive tonks says ron did well hermione is surprised about that and ron gets a little offended and miffed he makes a comment about how she's always surprised when he does something right and i'm like (laughs) well can you blame us ron (laughs) uh they relate because bella Wants to kill Tonks bad. She, like, really chased after him hard, apparently. And uh, she's got it bad to kill Nymphadora the Explorer. But, uh... Explorer. Explorer. (laughs) But failed. Bill and Floor show up, and they tell them that Voldy killed Moody. Here is our fallen warrior. 
Um, my, my fucking guy Mundungus panicked when the Death Eater Death Eaters showed up and just apparated out of there. Uh, but Moody took a killing curse from Voldy right to the face and fell off his broom. Fuck, uh, dude. Yeah, it sucks. I, you know, I I floated the theory at the end of last book when I didn't know who had died when actually it was no one. Um, that it could be Moody that died because that would be kind of you know the old guard. He would be part of the old guard along with Dumble. Um, and here he is taking taking his leave. Good old. Good old real Moody TM. Um, <laughs> I did like him. They do a nice toast to him, and then Lupin turns to start. Lupin immediately turns and is just like, okay, let's talk about this Mundungus problem we've got now, this fucker. Uh, Bill, however, does defend him. He says, I know what you're thinking, said Bill, and I wondered that too on the way back here because they seemed to be expecting us, didn't they? But Mundungus can't have betrayed us. They didn't know there would be seven Harrys. That confused them the moment we appeared. And in case you've forgotten, it was Mundungus who suggested that bit of skullduggery. Great word usage, by the way. Skullduggery is a great word. <laughs> I've never heard that word. You've ever never heard that? Book. Well, yeah. you've read these books, so I call shenanigans. Well, uh, I said other than this book. Okay, fine. Why wouldn't he have told them the essential point? I think Dung panicked. It's as simple as that. He didn't want to come in the first place, but Mad-Eye made him. And you know who went straight for them. It was enough to make anyone panic. Uh, you know who acted exactly as Mad-Eye expected him to, says Tonks. Mad-Eye said he'd expect the real Harry to be with the toughest, most skilled oars. He chased Mad-Eye first, and then when Mendugas gave them away, he switched to Kingsley. Um, so, Lupin kind of tries to blame Mundungus, but Bill and Tonks kind of stick up for him. Um, makes sense. I think it's I think it's cool that Mundungus came up with this Seven Harrys plan, um, so it certainly doesn't seem like he is... The culprit. Yeah, right, the culprit, tipping them off. Floor chimes in here, and she says that someone just must have been careless and let something slip, which is how they knew part of the plan instead of, like, the whole thing, basically. So Harry, of course, glances at Hagrid because he knows that Hagrid's got a big mouth. Oh, and I'm like, shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. I'm like, you fucking dick blaming Hagrid. But true, true, it probably was him. But then Harry changes his mind. He says, no. They all looked at him surprised. I mean, if someone made a mistake and let something slip, I know they didn't mean to do it. It's not their fault. We've got to trust each other. I trust all of you. I don't think anyone in this room would ever sell me to Voldemort. Uh, they all kind of just look at him for a minute and... um. This is really funny. Well said, Harry, said Fred. Yeah, ear, ear, said George. (laughs) (laughs) Now he's delving into the wide world of ear-related humor. By just saying the word ear? Just saying the word ear. Ear, ear. Uh, Lupin, however, uh, is kind of staring at Harry with an odd expression. Uh, It's described as close to pitying. Harry says, you think I'm a fool. He asks Lupin. And Lupin says, no, I think you're like James. So I'm like, oh, so like a fool. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Who would have regarded it as the height of dishonor to mistrust his friends. Uh, 
Harry knew what Lupin was getting at, that his father had been betrayed by his friend Peter Pettigrew. He felt irrationally angry, he wanted to argue, but Lupin had turned away from him. Um, Cut deep, man. This is Lupin, like, continuing to be a little spicy. He's just like, dude, like, you fucking trust your friends just like James. Remember what happened to him? His friend fucking betrayed his ass, bro. Just in case you didn't know, your dad was fucking killed because yeah. <laughs> his yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, He's basically giving him the whole sweet summer child. Yes, he's giving oh, him the old sweet, sweet summer, summer child. child. Definitely. Uh, yeah, a lot of good spicy looping in these chapters. Um, so they they are like basically planning, like Lupin's like, hey, Bill, we got to go. We got to find Moody's body. Uh, so they take off. Harry chooses this moment to pipe up and he's like, oh, yeah, I, I got to go, too. Um, and I'm like, you should have told him that, dude. If your whole plan is to leave, which we know it is, at least eventually. I was like, you gotta pull the old sneak out in the middle of the night plan. Like, you know they, after, especially after all this shit that they just went through to get you here, they're not just gonna let you piece the fuck out. Right. Um, by the way, it's mentioned several times here, and I I put it down in my notes here. His scar is, like, starting to hurt again. Like, fairly often, like it did in book five? In book five, yeah. Um, and he's like, what the fuck is going on? This hasn't happened for like over a year. So interesting stuff. And we'll get a little more on that later. Um, Harry basically. So yeah, they, they tell him like, you're not going anywhere. You fucker. No, not after all we went through to get you here. Harry, basically his whole argument is he just doesn't want to endanger them in case Voldy finds out. Moody has just died. His fucking owl died. Uh, he doesn't want anyone else to die. Um, typical Harry bullshit. <laughs> hero complex. Yes, hero complex. Uh, Hagrid here is starting to gas up Harry. He's like, oh, wait till it gets out. You did it again, Harry. Escaped him, fought him off when he was right on top of you. It wasn't me, said Harry. It was my wand. My wand acted of its own accord. After a few mo- moments, Hermione said, but that's impossible, Harry. You mean that you did magic without meaning to. You reacted instinctively. No, said Harry. The bike was falling. I couldn't have told you where Voldy was. But my wand spun in my hand and found him and shot a spell at him. And it wasn't even a spell I recognized. I've never made gold flames appear before. I did think this interesting. I don't think we talked about it a lot in last chapter. Yeah, it was kind of... I mean, there was so much happening. We kind of just brushed right over it. Right. There was a lot happening and... It kind of struck me as strange, but but we didn't go deep on it, how it was kind of phrased in a way of, like, his wand turned his arm and shot hot fire or some, yeah. some something like that. And I was mm-hmm. like, that seems kind of weird. It's never been, like, doing magic has never been kind of written in that way. Right. Um, so I'm glad we get a little more unpacking of it here. Um... Molly pipes in here and she says, often when you're in a pressured situation, you can produce magic you never dreamed of. Um, Small children often find before they're trained and Harry cuts her off. He's like, no, it wasn't like that. Um, He's all angry. His scar is hurting. He's he as usual. He he hates the idea that they were all imagining him to have power to match Voldy's. Um, They're trying to gas him up and he's like, no, I suck, dude. Uh, I'm like, yeah, it's true. Um, 
He knew what he knew that they did not believe him. Now that he came to think of it, he had never heard of a wand performing magic on its own before. Harry hasn't heard of shit though. That's true. Like, has he heard of anything happening ever? Didn't he flunk history of magic? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> that motherfucker. So Harry goes outside and thinks about Dumble. He misses him, and he's basically like, oh, "Dumble would have had all the answers." And then he has another Voldy vision. We haven't gotten one of these in a while. I don't know if that's an air horn thing, but Voldy whatever. Voldy vision. Um, <laughs> it's all Voldy 24 hours a day. Um, slight chance of Voldy today. <laughs> Fuck. Voldy vision is my favorite. Voldy vision is my favorite. You have to pay extra for that premium cable package to get Voldy vision. Yeah, or That's if you, like, or if you do it with Disney Plus, it's like a it's included they for like an extra in. two dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah Disney yeah. they fuck us. Disney fucking owns everything, including Voldy Vision. So wait, these movies are Warner Bros. Not even <laughs> <laughs> whatever. As Disney somehow figured Disney that shit probably, out. Probably by the time this podcast airs, Disney will have bought Warner Brothers because they buy fucking everything. Yeah. Um. So this is this is Voldy talking slash screaming at someone in his vision. He says, "You told me the problem would be solved by using another's wand." Uh, into Harry's mind bursts the vision of an emaciated old man lying in rags upon a stone floor. No, no, I beg you, I beg you, you lied to Lord Voldemort, Ollivander. I did not. I swear, I did not. Um, you sought to help Potter to help him escape me. I swear I did not. I believed a different wand would work. Explain then what happened. Lucius's wand is destroyed. And I'm like, man, my poor guy Lucius just cannot catch a win in this book. <laughs> the dude is just catching L's everywhere. Fucking Voldy blew up his damn wand. Uh, that sucks. Yeah, R.I.P. My poor boy guy. Lucius. This guy, he's he just catching, just getting cucked, dude. It's just, dude, <laughs> the poor man just cannot catch a break. Voldy's like, oh, your house? Nah, not no more. Oh, your yeah. one? Nah, not no more. This is Pretty my much fucking house, bitch. Pretty soon he's gonna be like, oh, your wife? <laughs> God damn! I got a snake that I want to show. Jesus <laughs> shit! <laughs> Dude, that's how I feel about about uh, Voldy and Bella, because she's married, and like oh. Bella just wants to fucking dude. I mean, Bella he, they're just, probably fucking. Bella wants to suck that snake. I mean, yeah, big time. Suck um, that snake. I don't like that. Don't well, ever say listen, that. Well, listen, Leslie. I feel like you said was way worse. <laughs> Maybe not. Suck that snake just I, sounds like a child trying to make like a sex joke. Yes, yeah. exactly. Suck that snake. Uh, the cl- I did refer to Bella as the class suck up last time, I think, and it's very true. She's just fucking goddamn her and her teacher's pet, man. Yeah, teacher's pet for sure. Except like wannabe teacher's pet is more accurate because Voldy is just like the fuck ever, Bellatrix. You keep screwing up. Anyway, um. This whole, I, I forgot we were in the middle of Voldy Vision. Ollivander is like, I, I don't understand. The connection only exists between your two wands. And Voldy's like, lies! And 
Ollivander's like, please, I beg you. Harry saw the white hand raise its wand and felt Voldemort's surge of vicious, vicious anger, saw the frail man on the floor writhe with agony. So, not even Ollivander seems to know, unless he is protecting Harry, but I don't think he is. I don't, I think he just generally does not know what's yeah, going I, on. Yeah, I've always viewed Ollivander as like a Switzerland. Like, yeah. Like, he, he doesn't <laughs> give a neutral. fuck. Like, I mean, do you remember how, how, like, hyped he was on Voldemort like when yeah he, when we first definitely. meet him yeah like he yeah I, I don't think that he's playing sides at I all I definitely don't think he would like especially under this fucking threat of torture from Voldy here like protect Harry I think he right. genuinely has no fucking clue what is happening mm-hmm. I don't have any clue what's happening I was told for a while I thought this was a them being wand brothers um Eskimo brothers things but well I think that that still holds true they well, do have their wands do have a connection. Something just, else is happening right. here. I don't know if maybe did Voldy have his wand in his pocket and that's like fucking Harry's <laughs> wand reacted to that. I don't know. I don't know. Also, um, uh this should this should tell you that Voldy has had Ollivander for a year now. Yeah, he's had him for a long time. Cuz it was last book that right. that Ollivander got last captured. Book. Yep, definitely. Um, so Harry tells Ron and Hermione what he saw, and they're like, why are you having these fucking Voldivision dreams again, bro? You gotta shut him out. Uh, I think Hermione ends the chapter with saying something to the effect of, he's taking over half the wizarding world, you can't let him get you too. And that is the end of chapter five. So, quite a bit happened there. I mean, it was a lot of, like, making sure everyone was okay, and, you know, Moody, Moody passing away, but... It's okay. We have uh, we have a filler chapter to <laughs> to go yeah. through. Yeah, kind of. So chapter six, uh, Harry has to stay at the burrow for five days until he turns seventeen, and the trace wears off. Uh, also, he has to go to Bill and Fleur's wedding, which is like the sixth, the fifth day, or something like that. Um, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge that this whole the trace thing is plot hole fucking central. Like, if the trace is specifically on him, as they make it sound, how exactly could they not know when Tom Riddle abracadabra when he was underage? Or, like, when it was Dobby that did the levitation charm and not Harry. Like, this whole the trace thing makes no fucking sense. And I call bullshit. Uh, sure. Yeah. So, let's just let's just keep going. I hate you. But also, yes. Um, Ron asks Harry if he knows where the whore horse... I ruined my own joke. God damn it. <laughs> what, what were you going to say? I was going to say whorehouses. Oh, my God. Just ask my boy Baelish. Uh, hell yeah, Baelish. Uh, the horcruxes, whorehouses. Harry doesn't know where they're at. Uh, but Ron says, apparently Hermione has been doing research. My fucking girl Molly, however, uh, is trying to keep them so busy that they don't have time to discuss anything. She wants to know what they're doing, why they're dropping out of school, but no one will tell her. She corners Harry alone and starts questioning him. She says, may I ask why you are abandoning your education? 
Well, Dumbledore left me stuff to do, mumbled Harry. Ron and Hermione know about it, too, and they want to come. What sort of stuff? I'm sorry, I can't. Well, frankly, I think Arthur and I have a right to know, and I'm sure Mrs. or Mrs. Granger would agree. Uh, Harry says he had been cons- he had been afraid of the concerned parent attack. It's it's just he basically he just makes the excuse of like uh, Dumbledore didn't want me to tell anyone besides Ron and Hermione. I'm sorry, Mrs. Weasley. They don't have to come. It's their choice. And she's just like, well, I don't see why you have to go either. You're barely of age. It's utter nonsense. It's Dumbledore needed work doing. He had the whole order at his command. Harry, you must have misunderstood him. Probably he was telling you something he wanted done, and you took it to mean that he wanted you to do it. Harry kind of cuts in, and he just says, I didn't understand. It's got to misunderstand. It's got to be me. So, intense conversation between Harry and my girl Molly. Yeah, I I definitely get a little annoyed of Molly in these in like this chapter just cuz it's like it's a little overbearing. It's a little overbearing, but I can't remember when this moment comes up, but there was a moment that really kind of got to me a little bit and uh like it pissed you off about no, Molly? No, like was super touching. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um Harry lets it slip accidentally to Ginny that they're going to go off and try and kill Voldy. Uh, and then they have a real awkward moment because they're not supposed to be together anymore. Um, they can't find real Moody's body. And Scrimgower, old Rufus, my guy Rufus, is keeping everything that's happening quiet, including all the underage magic that Harry used to get away from the Dieters. Like, Harry has said he's kind of expected to get a, a howler or whatever the fuck they're called, you know, being like, hey, you used magic, fucker, cut that out. But he never does because Rufus is just trying to keep everything quiet. Sounds about right. Sounds like the ministry. <laughs> yeah, definitely sounds like the ministry at the moment. Um, I have this specifically because I really just, I don't like Ron's phrasing, but I have to call it out. Uh, they, they're telling Ron to clean his bedroom for the wedding and Ron's being a petulant child and says, Are they getting married in my bedroom? Asked Ron furiously. No. So why in the name of Merlin's saggy left... Don't talk to your mother like that. <laughs> Mr. Weasley firmly. And do as you're told. I'm like, God damn it. Did we have to get a Merlin's saggy left nut reference from Ron? Come on. And yeah, you shouldn't talk to your mother like that, you dick. Uh, anyway... Oh, then <laughs> Arthur is talking to Harry, and he's he's telling him basically that he's he's got the remains of Sirius's bike, and he's like, uh, "Don't, no need to mention this to Molly. No need to mention it. I'm just keeping it, just in case, just in case. It'll be a great opportunity to find out how brakes work." He says. <laughs> He's such a uh, fucking clown, dude. I I'm love him. I'm going to try and put it all back together again when Molly's not. I mean, when I've got time. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I love Arthur to death. Uh, hold on, Zach. Are you ready? Yeah, let's hear it. Crookshanks is here. Oh, Crookshanks. We get a fucking Crookshanks mention. Oh, and also Ron, Harry, and Hermione are here. They're they're all in the room. 
Um, they finally who cares get about to, those fucking losers? Yeah, who cares about that? Except Hermione. Uh, they finally get together to have a chance to talk. Um, Hermione bursts into tears as they're talking about Moody. Uh, Ron comforts her and has a good line here. He says, Moody would have told them to keep constant vigilance. Uh, even though that was fake Moody TM. But even yeah. though that was fake Moody's TM's line for sure. Um, he he probably occlamenced him and stole it from him or whatever he was doing. Say, so, hey man, that's pretty. That's some good shit, that's dude. I'm gonna use shit. that. I'm gonna use that. Uh, wait, what's that catchphrase of yours? Constant vigilance. All right, all right. I, I got that. I got that. Bet. <laughs> Bet. Fuck you, Zach. <laughs> Talk like the young kids these days. Uh. Harry again tries to say that he should go alone. Uh, This dipshit never learns. Hermione angrily and tearfully yells at him that she's been packing for days, doing quite a bit of difficult magic. Uh, She's also enchanted her parents to forget who they are and move to Australia to keep them safe. Uh, This was like this was like heartbreaking, like her whole kind of like tearful tirade here, like. They've she's like enchanted them so they don't remember they have a daughter. Um, basically, like hopefully they'll be safe. If she dies, like she knows is possible, then they won't have to be sad about it because they don't know know they have a daughter. If she says if she survives, she can hopefully break the enchantments and everything will be peachy. But it's just it's just very sad. It's like shit, man. Yeah. Um, this isn't what you were talking about earlier, though what the sad the sad moment no 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 it has to do with Molly. okay although yeah, this okay. this was touching this is yeah very no touching, the, the, this is touching yeah like it's it's actually uh it's very quick but i think it's you know how like movies that are like going into the final like act mm-hmm. like you know they usually will show like the preparation right? Right, 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 right or like in game of thrones we get the fucking best episode of of that last season where you know like it's the preparations before night the what battle. is it called night of the seven kingdoms night right? of the seven kingdoms yeah, yeah. god that fucking That's episode is so good episode. um yeah they do like a quick montage of like, yeah, yeah, yeah like preparations and and it's it's very quick but it's it's like oh it's just so sad dude yeah it's, it's heart-wrenching it is it's very good and very quick and then she takes like six pages to explain this ron has got this ghoul <laughs> to pretend to be him yes. and i'm just like okay wh- whatever it's it's i i don't really care i just was like wow we got a real good moment from hermione there of the preparations she's made and then and ron's got this ghoul that's gonna has this like fucking chicken pox that's gonna pretend to be him and they go on and on about it for forever and i'm like okay whatever i don't care i don't care um, also, apparently, Hermione stole all of Moody's polyjuice, so she's got a supply of that if they need it, and I'm sure they will. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So Hermione asks if Harry still wants to go to Godric's Hollow, and if he's considered the possibility that Voldy will be watching it. Of course he hasn't. He's like, oh, shit, that he totally could be doing that. <laughs> Uh, then we find out Hermione, the fucking all-star that she is. God, I have not loved her this much in a long time, because this is so funny. She stole Horcrux books from Dumble's office after his funeral. 
Hell she, yeah. The way she like tells them, she's like kind of very sheepish about it <laughs> and like embarrassed, but it's like it's so awesome. And even these two dipshits like acknowledge how awesome it is. But she like you can tell she kind of feels bad because she stole them from the dude who just died office. Yeah, definitely. Uh it's I, I mean, love this school moment. books. They were school books. She'll return them. Exactly. That's that's the defense <laughs> yeah. she uses. She's like, listen, they were library books. He just had them removed from the library. Uh, I love her so much yeah. in this moment. I, I think you probably could have expected this, but this book in its entirety is is the Hermione show. Fucking A1 plus five star rating, fucking Hermione's goddamn Hell shit. Hell yeah. Like, she is... I'm fucking here for it. She's the MVP, like, like nobody's fucking Dude, well, without this shit, it. they wouldn't even know where to start. Like, she's yeah, already no. the MVP just doing this. Completely. C- completely. And there's actually one other MVP in this book that, that I think you'll be very surprised about down the road. Okay. That's right. good, good stuff. Good <laughs> stuff. Could be. Couldn't say. Razzle dazzle. I don't know why I just thought of Dobby, but I was like, hey, where's Dobby at? I love that dude. Uh, remember how I started out feeling about Dobby? Dude, you used to hate Dobby. Yeah, I, I think you, Dobby. you'll see Dobby a little bit here, okay. in, in, a little bit later in the book. Um, so she's talking about the books here. She says, this is the one that gives explicit instructions on how to make a horcrux, Secrets of the Darkest Art. It's a horrible book, really awful, full of evil magic. Um, I wonder when Dumbledore removed it from the library. Uh, I think this is Harry here. He says, if he didn't do it until he was headmaster, I bet Voldemort got all the instruction he needed from here. Why did he have to ask Slughorn how to make a Horcrux then if he'd already read that, asked Ron. Uh, I'm like, excellent question. He only approached Slughorn to find out what would happen if you split your soul into seven, said Harry. Dumbledore was sure Riddle already knew how to make a Horcrux by the time he asked Slughorn about them. Uh, this does not seem to, this seems like a retcon, like a soft retcon here. This does not, the conversation that they had did not lead me to believe that Riddle already knew how to do them. Um, um he was just testing Slughorn. I think. The way he phrased it. I do think he was testing. So, like, the only reason I don't think it's a soft retcon is because literally directly after we see that memory, Dumbledore says, I think that Tom has already made one Horcrux at this time. Like, like that, we find that out in the in I don't remember Dumble's this. dissertation after that fucking pensive memory. <laughs> he does, he does like him a good dissertation. That Dumble, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I, fair enough. I guess it just I, I specifically remember him like cutting in when talking to old Horace and being like, when Horace is like, "There's a spell. Don't how do don't, you do it? Yeah, no, do you, I, I think I think Riddle was like, him. yes, but what spell? How do you do it? Why would he like cut in and need to like press there if he already knew? I I don't know, man. Any, it, I mean, it doesn't matter in the end. I was just I was kind of like, mm, I don't know if I buy this. Uh, the more I've read about them, said Hermione, the more horrible they seem, and the less I can believe that he actually made six. It warns in this book how unstable you make the rest of your soul by ripping it, and that's just by making one Horcrux. Uh, Harry remembered what Dumbledore had said about Voldemort moving beyond usual evil. He's that he's that 2.0 evil. <laughs> um, and this is where we kind of talked about this. I think I asked you a little bit about this, about how, hey, can the soul 
once its container been destroyed, can it flit back to rejoin the other souls? Can it do a fusion dance and, you know, fuse back together with the other souls? Right. Uh, Hermione explains here, like, no, um, once the container is basically destroyed, uh, the soul has nowhere to be, so it's then destroyed as well. Um, we do get the information that um, you could f- intentionally, like, fuse your soul back together. Uh, and she says yes, but it would be excruciatingly painful. And she says you have to feel remorse. You've got to really feel what you've done. Apparently the pain of it can destroy you. I can't see Voldemort attempting it somehow, can you? I don't know if this will ever pay off. Like, I, I, I don't know what the point of getting this information is if... There won't be some payoff for it, but I, I think I think it's just basic okay. world building, and that's fair enough. I was just like, why call that out specifically? Because Volty will never feel remorse about anything, right? Um. Anyway, Basilisk Venom is one of the few things that can destroy a Horcrux because there's only one antidote: Phoenix Tears, as we saw. Uh, shout out to my guy Fox. Uh, you have to magically just. Speaking- dis- what? Sorry, Scott. Speaking of Fox, did I tell you that that's what I named Byleth in, in Fire Emblem? <laughs> no, you didn't. That's, that's what I always name my RPG character. Why didn't you name him Byleth? He already has a name. Because Fox is way fucking cooler. Oh God. Uh, you have to magically destroy it to the point that it can't repair itself. Uh, also, if you become too emotionally attached to a Horcrux, it can possess you, like what happened to Ginny in book two. So uh, then uh, this fucking crazy person busts into the room, Molly. (laughs) She's like so busy and stressed and crazy. She comes in, breaks up their little powwow. It's pretty funny. Uh, The Delacours arrive. They seem delightful. Um, Molly's still super crazy and stressed out. She asks Harry what he wants to do for his birthday, and he feels bad about putting her under this strain. Um, This was like kind of a, a touching sweet moment. Um, about how he 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 can tell like Molly is like losing it like yeah she's oh, constantly yeah. worried for her family's safety she's spiraling into fucking madness right dude. she's fucking planning this wedding her fucking house is like full she knows Harry Hermione and Ron who she considers family are about to go off on their own and do something incredibly dangerous wait she considers so Ron young. family unfortunately she kind of has to with him Hermione and Harry she chose Ron she didn't choose Uh, and that's the end of that chapter hey and we're gonna take a quick intermission Scott and I wanted to share with you guys a couple of things that we've got coming up soon so we have had a lot of chatter about what are you guys doing next right we know the series is coming to an end soon and Scott and I are working on a couple things So we decided now is a perfect time to share with you that we have two things in the works coming very soon. So we are going to be diving into Amazon's new The Wheel of Time series that is based off of a epic fantasy series. Uh, Neither Scott or I have ever read it, but we have heard incredible things about it. So we will be sharing our take on this uh, adaptation to to the screen, to the, the small screen, and the streaming uh, screen the streaming screen uh yeah apparently this series has a ton of love it's written by who, who's the author again scott robert jordan and and brandon sanderson yes 
Uh, Brandon Sanderson picked up the series once uh, Jordan died, unfortunately, and could not finish it. And people say it's epic. So we are excited to get a taste of that. We will also be sharing with you guys a three-episode special where Scott and I have flipped the table on a good friend and listener of the pod. Our friend Mal is going to be experiencing the Lord of the Rings movies for the first time ever. Don't know how she managed to escape ever watching those in her life, but uh, it'll be a fun discussion. So we have those coming up very shortly. So stay tuned for that. And now back to the podcast. So chapter seven um, starts out with Harry has this dream where Voldy is looking for someone named Gregorovich in the mountains somewhere. He says it doesn't look like uh, Great Britain. And I'm like, Gregorovich. Harry also thinks this, but I'm like, Gregorovich sounds so familiar. Uh, what the fuck is this name? Well, we're going to find out next chapter as it happens. Uh, find out next time next on, Dragon, time Ball on Ball Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Ron gets him. This, so this is the morning of Harry's birthday. Ron gets him this book that he got from Fred and George on how to charm witches, not like <laughs> spell charm, so just like oh, be charming. And he says basically like, oh, yeah, if I had had this last year, I would have had no problems like getting rid of lavender and getting a better start with. Well, anyway, it's really good because he, he doesn't <laughs> like Harry doesn't fucking know him in her mind. Yeah, like, yeah, I think he just doesn't want to admit it. Yeah, probably, but it's it's so ridiculous. I find it hilarious that Fred and George have this like secret fucking book that is how they get girls or whatever. It's this very- this is how Byleth increases his charm stat. In uh, in, you can see in now Fire you're Emblem. too into Fire Emblem, where you're just making <laughs> everything about Fire Emblem. You fucking nerd. <laughs> that's what happens, man. You <laughs> talking about happens. One Piece. You're a fucking nerd. Okay, that's fair. I do turn <laughs> everything into One Piece. God damn it. Uh, okay. So this 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 is the part. Oh, where uh, yeah. I I actually almost came to tears. Like yeah. legitimately here. It's like, so sad. Dude. You know, I mean, it's just so touching. Yes, you know, I fucking love Molly to death, and like, oh my god, like this just this fucking hit me so hard. So she gives him this watch for his birthday, and she says it's traditional to give a wizard a watch when he comes of age. Said Mrs. Weasley, watching him anxiously from beside the cooker. I'm afraid that. That one isn't new like Ron's. It was actually my brother Fabian's, and he wasn't terribly careful with his possessions. It's a bit dented on the back, but the rest of her speech was lost. Harry had got up and hugged her. He tried to put a lot of unsaid things. I'm like tearing up right now, just reading it again. It's so fucking touching. He tried to put a lot of unsaid things into the hug, and perhaps she understood them because she patted his cheek clumsily when he released her, (laughs) then waved her hand in a slightly random way, causing half a pack of bacon to flop out of the frying pan onto the floor. (laughs) Uh, It's so sweet. Like, it's just. We know the Weasleys are poor, that they don't oh have God, a lot, dude. and it's like, she she's, you know, she's like, I know it's not new, and it's tore up, my brother Fabian was an idiot, basically, it's like, it's just so touching, and Harry, for once in his goddamn life, like, truly appreciates something, and like, 
has this moment where he realizes all the Weasleys have done for him over, you know, the six, seven years that he's known them. And I don't I don't know if you knew this, but let me add a little bit more salt to that wound. Oh boy. Uh Molly's brother Fabian is one of her brothers that died in the first uh hmm. in the first Wizarding I War. think didn't Moody they maybe talk about that when yeah. He was telling about the order or something. Yep, 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 yep. They were in the order. So it oh, it's boy. just it's so heavy, dude. dude like yeah, it's it, me listening to you yeah. talk about this. I like I got a little choked up. It got me. It it totally got me. Um I was I was definitely having some trouble reading through this. The first time and just now. Um it's very, very touching, and I was a big fan. Um, hold on, Scott. We've we've got to acknowledge. No, no let's we've move gotta on. We got to take a little on. more time here. No, no, no. no. Listen, <laughs> listen to me, buddy. <laughs> I'm These sorry. We're out of time. This is going to be the have, end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> These books have finally done it. This this is definitely the. I feel even more than like Dumble's death because, like I said, I I kind of it was done very well. Don't get me wrong, but I kind of expected it to right. happen at some point. Sure. Like, this just, like, came out of nowhere and got me, man. Like, I think this is the most I've been broken up reading these books for sure. And it seems yeah. like such a small, insignificant thing. Like, even now, just reading and talking about it. But it just, man. No, 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 no. It's not insignificant, dude. It's, like, it's so heavy, man. I, the, fucking, I know I, I will say this. And the last, The last time I reread the books... Well, I, I was listening to the books, and again, I, I mean, you know I love Jim Dale, uh, mm-hmm. and I was literally, so this is when I was, I had to drive like an hour to work uh, every day, right. and I was listening to it at that time, and I was just literally in tears just driving, <laughs> listening to that section. It's so fucking heartwarming, dude. This is like when I text you at 2 a.m., and I'm like, yeah, I'm just watching One Piece, bawling yeah. at 2 a.m. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, my yeah. God, dude. It's nothing, good. nothing like a mother's love, man. It's very, very good. Nothing like a mother's love, for sure. I love Molly to death. I love Arthur. Uh, Harry does not deserve how much they have done for him. <laughs> uh, then then we get Jenny's gift. This is a, a bit of a change up here. She gets him a nice old makeout session for his birthday. Hell yeah. Uh, I think he prefers, you know, he had that nice moment with Molly, but I think he prefers this gift. Let's be real. <laughs> uh, Ron busts in. Gets all mad at Harry about it. He thinks Harry is stringing her along. And I'm like, dude, quit cock blocking you, bro. Um, Ron. <laughs> this is very stupid and very funny. Ron pays Hermione a compliment. And she looks both surprised and confused about it. <laughs> Harry suspects there's a chapter about compliments in that book that uh, Ron just gave him. It's It's so dumb and I loved it. Molly made him a snitch cake, Harry a snitch cake for his birthday. And I'm like, what a delightful woman. She's so sweet. Uh, Hagrid gets him a little pouch that can hide something only the owner can get out. This pouch seems useful as damn hell. Hell yeah. Why didn't they hide the Sorcerer's Stone in one of these? Like, that seems great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, man, this is also great. Speaking of great things and how great. Arthur and Molly are. Uh, Arthur Weasley's Patronus is actually a weasel. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like how fucking Gryffindor's thing is a griffin. It just, it works so well. I'm so glad she did that. <laughs> Such a bitch, I'm so dude. glad that she did that. Weasel Weasley, 
Gryffindor Griffins. It makes so much sense. I'm glad You're such a she didn't fuck that up. Uh, his Patronus comes in and says, Old Rufus is coming with him home for dinner. Uh, Lupin is immediately like, Oh, fuck, we shouldn't be here. And he and Tonks take off. I was like, what the fuck is going off here? Turns out just there's an extremely anti-werewolf sentiment around, around the ministry currently. So uh, they just thought it would be a better idea to get out of there. Rufus, our boy, wants to talk to Harry, Ron, and Hermione alone. So they go inside. Rufus tries to separate them, but they're like, nah, nah. Anything you can say to one of us, you can say to us all. So Rufus relents, and he says he's there for Dumble's will. Harry is big mad why it's taken them this long to... <laughs> Harry's basically like, yo, I want my shit. Give me my shit from Dumble. How come it's taking you this long? Um, Hermione, fucking magical lawyer Hermione over here. Dude, she's, she's so like, OP. <laughs> she's, so, she's ridiculous. She fucking knows everything. She's like... You had no right to do that. And Rufus is like, I had every right. The decree for justifiable confiscation gives the ministry, blah, 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 the power to confiscate the contents of a will. Uh, And Hermione, just fucking OP girl over here, she just goes, that law was created to stop wizards passing on dark artifacts. And the ministry is supposed to have powerful evidence that the deceased possessions are illegal before seizing them. Are you telling me that you thought Dumble was trying to pass us something cursed? And Rufus calls it out here. He's like, are you planning to follow a career in magical law, Miss Granger? No, I'm not, retorted Hermione. I'm hoping to do some good in the world. Oh, burn on lawyers. <laughs> Big burn on all lawyers from my fucking girl Hermione here. That that reminds me of... Uh, <laughs> um, do you remember that board game, uh, Munchkins? Don't Wake the Dragon. No. Oh, Munchkins? Munchkins? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there's one of the the monsters that you can fight in the dungeon is lawyers, and they don't. Do you remember this? They don't attack no. the thief class because it's it's oh, professional courtesy. That's amazing. That's so good. It's so fucking funny, dude. Professional courtesy. That's very yeah. funny. That's very yes, clever. very very good. Um, so Dumble, he leaves Ron the old put outer, my fucking favorite. The put Wait, outer. Hold on. It has a name though. Yeah, it does. Um the deluminator. Um, I'm gonna stick with put outer. Um You're that's such a fucking way bitch. better. Uh Deluminator sounds cool. What are you talking about? Okay, listen, I, I we don't need to go back to the very first episode of the podcast and have this argument all over again. It's I mean, real this, stupid that she called it the put is, outer. This is the mirror image of yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. So. There we go. Uh, Dumble says he hopes Ron will think of him when he uses it. Aw. Uh, Rufus wants to know why he would leave this rare and valuable item to Ron when they weren't close. Um, and Ron's like, oh, we we were, like, fucking Hermione and Harry are, like, trying to help Ron cover because he's an idiot. Because Ron's like, oh, yeah, I barely talked to him ever. And, like, Hermione, like, kicks him or something. And she's like, you sell yourself short, Ron. He he, he fought very fondly of you. Because basically Rufus <laughs> is, like, very suspicious of this whole thing. Right. I mean, this is super suspicious. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, Dumble leaves Hermione his copy of The Tales of the Beetle and the Bard. Uh, he leaves Harry 
the first snitch he caught in his first match at Hogwarts. And look at the brain on me, Zach. You'll be proud of me for this one. I say, is that the one he swallowed? Question mark. Oh. And we find out here in a minute. Harry was, does swallow. I was. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. We find out here in a minute that Harry does in fact swallow. <laughs> He swallowed that ball whole. Uh, oh, my fucking lord. <laughs> Rufus is like, I noticed your birthday cake is in the shape of a snitch. How suspicious. Hermione, again, just chooses to dunk on Rufus. She's like, oh, why is that? Hermione laughed derisively. It can't be a reference to the fact that Harry's a great seeker. That's way too obvious. There must be a secret message from Dumbledore hidden in the ice. <laughs> Rufus is like, I don't think there's anything hidden in the icing. But a snitch would be very good hiding place for a small object. You know why, I'm sure. Harry and Ron, of course, have no idea why, but Hermione knows. And I'm like, aren't these two fuckers supposed to be like this? The fucking Quidditch experts and Hermione knows this and they don't. These dumbasses. Uh, apparently, snitches have flesh memory. Gross. Uh, so that they so remember. <laughs> Why are we talking about flesh so much this episode? <laughs> Is this just the flesh episode? Well, I was gonna say the flesh episode. <laughs> the flesh episode. <laughs> Fuck. Dude, you know I said earlier I can't even remember what it was. We weren't gonna top that, but I think we just topped that. <laughs> The flesh, I can't even say it. The flesh Flesh episode. episode. Oh my god! (laughs) Holy shit! I'm crying. (laughs) Your glasses are fogging up. Rufus thinks that it will open when Harry touches it. Uh, but it does. I open when you touch it. (laughs) (laughs) When we go flesh to flesh. I love it when we go flesh to flesh. Oh, Oh, my God. (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) The flesh episode. Dude. (laughs) Double also left Harry. Old Griff's sword. I fucking knew it. This was what I thought when Rufus first was like, and he leaves you. And I was like, oh, he's going to leave him Griff's sword. And then it was the snitch. And I was like, shit, I was wrong. But then I was I was also right. (laughs) Um, Rufus goes all Indiana Jones here he's like I'm afraid that wasn't his to give it belongs in a museum Um, (laughs) that's a good Indiana Jones (laughs) thank you Um, Hermione argues that the sword came to Harry when he needed it and he's like oh that must mean it should belong to him and Rufus like nah 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 It, it can prevent itself to any worthy Gryffindor it's happened throughout history blah blah whatever um, so Rufus is getting all mad. He says, this isn't a joke, Potter. Was it because Dumbledore believed that only the sword of Godric Gryffindor could defeat the heir of Slytherin? Did he wish to give you that sword, Potter, because he believed, as do many, that you are the one destined to destroy he who must not be named? This is, this is, this is a good comeback from Harry. I'll give it to him here. He says, interesting theory, said Harry. Has anyone ever tried sticking a sword in Voldemort? 
And I once again just want to go back to, you know, hey, either wand with the bayonet or dual wield the wand and the knife oh like my, my guy Morphin. Scott. It's just you got to try it. You got to try it. Uh, Harry says, maybe the ministry should put some people onto that instead of wasting their time stripping down deluminators, uh, putter outers, or covering up breakouts from Azkaban. Oh, man, he goes hard after Rufus here. So is this what you've been doing, Minister? Shut up in your office trying to break open a snitch. People are dying. I was nearly one of them. Voldemort chased me across three counties. He killed Mad-Eye Moody, but there's no word about any of that from the Ministry has there. And you still expect us to cooperate with you. Um, Harry goes hard. And, you know, he's, he's right about most of this. Yeah. Um... The Rufus's chickens come home to roost, though, uh, here shortly, and we will get to that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Rufus loses his temper here, turns his wand on Harry, actually. Um, He, like, he pokes it in Harry's chest, and it, like... uh, Singes, Yeah, it's like singes a hole, and Harry's like, hey, that was my favorite shirt! (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't actually say that, but it would have been funny. No, I think he does. No, he doesn't say anything like that. I just thought it would be funny if he did. Um, No, I'm pretty sure he says that. No, he definitely doesn't. That's way too funny for Harry. It's definitely his favorite shirt. It's definitely his favorite flesh. Maybe it's Maybelline? (laughs) Did you say it's his favorite flesh? His favorite flesh, yeah. (laughs) You fucking idiot. There's a flesh underneath it. I mean, I understand. <laughs> Do you understand job? that under your shirt is flesh? <laughs> I don't think you understand how flesh I fucking works. quit this podcast. Yeah, dude. me too. This will be the last episode. Uh, Rufus says he put, won't put up with Harry's shenanigans like Dumble did and that they should be working together. Harry once again says he doesn't like their methods, and Rufus storms off. So later that night, they're trying to figure out why Dumble left them this stuff. Uh, Harry's like, I got you guys. I remember where I caught this one, and sticks it in his mouth. He swallows, and um, it, it does. There's writing on it. The writing says, I open at the close. Very cryptic. Yes. Fucking Dumble has to fucking speak in riddles. Can't fucking ever tell anyone anything outright. Dude. Uh, Isn't make... there... Who, there's th- That's a joke about some somebody else, It's right? probably about Dumble, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think that I think I've seen a funny skit on, on that. What you're saying sounds familiar, but are you sure it's not actually about Dumbledore? It, could, it definitely could be, dude. <laughs> I feel like it might be. My fucking dude. I miss him. Uh, yeah. They can't figure it out. Uh, I can't figure it out. I didn't give it much thought, but if Hermione can't figure it out, that means I can't figure it out. You just you just expect her I to just, do yeah, it for you? Like, exactly. It's like, listen, if she has no clue, I'm certainly not going to figure it out. <laughs> uh, oh, wait. Oh, shit. <laughs> What? I forgot. I put this joke here in my notes. I say I know what it means, but I'm not telling. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing. My 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 uncle Larry always did that, and it never failed to crack me up. Anytime, not anytime, but a lot of times, anyone when they ask any question, be like, "Hey, do you know what time the game starts?" If whether they were talking to him or not, he would just pipe up with, "Yeah, I know, but I'm not telling." 
And it just it made me laugh every fucking time. I feel like it's funny that you had an Uncle Larry. Yeah, isn't it great? <laughs> Uncle Larry. Dude, my Uncle Larry's rad as hell. Fucking Larry. That's uh, such a good name. It's great. Uh, I definitely know what it means, but I'm not telling. Was his name Lawrence? I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was. Are there people just named Larry, not Lawrence? <laughs> surely not, right? I mean, maybe like no, not surely. Picks. I meant I said Larry. God damn it! <laughs> I'm pretty sure all Larrys are Lawrences. <laughs> are all Bob's Roberts? Sure. Are all Richards Dicks? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know a Richard, and he is a dick. Okay, yeah, see? No, he's see, a good friend, but he is see. a dick. <laughs> Do I know any Richards? I can't think of any. Anyway, Hermione has never heard of this book that Dumble gave her, um, but Ron has, because he was the only one raised by wizards. Apparently, these are like wizard kid fairy tales nonsense, yeah. basically. Like, like, uh, like Jack and Jill, like that kind of thing. Yeah, like Cinderella. I think... Hermione even makes a reference like, no, we fucking were raised by muggles, dude. We've never heard of this. We heard of like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves and Cinderella and that kind of shit. So, yeah, she wants to know why Dumble would want her to read this. Uh, but again, they have no idea. And I know, but I'm not telling. <laughs> so- <laughs> okay, <laughs> Here we go. And that's the end of chapter seven. Uh, chapter eight is the last chapter we have here. I don't think I have as much for this chapter because it's it's just a lot of wedding stuff, but we do get a couple of big important things. There's some good stuff in here. There is. Okay, yeah, actually, I forgot. There's a whole lot of conversation stuff that I forgot about, but we'll we'll hopefully get through this. So, uh, Harry is all polyjuiced up as cousin Barney. Um, I may or may not have specifically referred to him in my notes as Barney for the rest of this chapter. So. Be prepared to deal with that. Barnabas Stinson. <laughs> Barnabas. Swarly. I should have called him Swarly. Swarly. <laughs> Lupin and Duck tie Tonks. and everything, dude. Yes. Lupin and Tonks say the ministry is very anti-werewolf right now, which is why they took off. Yeah, I already talked about that. Uh, Luna and her father, Xenophilius. That is a hell of a name. Hell yeah, Zeno. Uh, show up. Apparently, they live just over the hill from the Weasleys, he says. And I'm like, why have we not gotten way more of Luna and Zeno before now if they live just over the hill? I'm pissed about this. I mean, just over the hill could be five miles away. They're fucking wizards. They can teleport. Okay, so then what is being just guess, yeah, around the block <laughs> have to do with guess, anything, then? I guess that defeats my own argument. Fuck! <laughs> uh, anyway, Luna walks up and she's like, Hello, Harry. That's that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you better leave that in, you bitch. <laughs> no, I'm definitely cutting it out. What's my Luna voice? You had it, kinda. Just shittily. It's just kinda but shittily. That's my whole life's goal. Uh Hello, Harry, she said. There you go. Er, my name's Barney, said Harry flummoxed. Oh, have you changed that too? She asked brightly. <laughs> How did you know? Oh, just your expression, she said. <laughs> Luna continues to be delightful. Um, my next my next note in its entirety just says, Aunt Muriel seems like a trip. And Dear. boy, is she ever. We get a lot of Aunt Muriel at the end of this chapter. Um, so this is friend George. Uh, 
I think they're still talking about Aunt Muriel here. He says, she's just told me my ears are lopsided. I'm assuming this is the one that lost an ear talking here, which is very funny. <laughs> um, and then they talk about this old Uncle Billius. Um, he was a right laugh at weddings. And Hermione says, wasn't he the one who saw a Grim and died 24 hours later? What the fuck is this about? What's a Grim? The Grim is the like what what they thought Harry was seeing in in uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah. I thought that. Remember how weird. Ron's like, "Yeah, I had an Uncle Billius who saw the Grim and he died 24 That's hours later." Right. That's right, boy. Everything just comes together. Um. So they're still talking. About he says before he went loopy, he was the life of life and soul of the party. <laughs> so. <laughs> fucking hell he used to down an entire bottle of fire whiskey then run onto the dance floor hoist up his robes and start pulling bunches of flowers out of his flesh no like <laughs> hermione cuts him off but he should he was gonna say flesh probably his uh, flesh hole his flesh hole <laughs> where wait no but okay so seriously where was he pulling these out of it just says hoist up his robes and start pulling bunches of flowers out of his and then hermione his cuts ass. him off it's definitely out of his ass i mean it could be out of his wee wee right out of his wee wee <laughs> out of his flesh hole <laughs> I, mean, I guess that is a flesh hole it's a flesh hole hermione oh, just cuts him off and is God. like yeah he sounds like a real charmer <clears throat> and ron's like never married for some reason and ron's like you and that's ron said that and hermione's just like you fucking amaze me uh it's pretty good uh crumb our old pal victor crumb is here and ron of course gets all jealous immediately remember when he used to love crumb um after the ceremony crumb comes over to their table he's all he's all in a huff about old xenophilius uh, he tells Barney what's up, like why he's all pissed at Xenophilius. Um, he says, If he was not a guest of Fleur's, I would duel him here and now for wearing that filthy sign upon his chest. Sign? said Barney, looking over at Xenophilius. The strange triangular eye was gleaming on his chest. Why? What's wrong with it? Grindelwald. That is Grindelwald's sign. Grindelwald, the dark wizard Dumbledore defeated? Exactly. Grindelwald killed many people, my grandfather, for instance. Of course, he was never powerful in this country. They said he feared Dumbledore. And rightly so, seeing how he was finished. But this, he pointed a finger at Xenophilius, this is his symbol. I recognized it at once. Grindelwald carved it into a vowel at Wormstrang when he was a pupil there. So Grindelwald was from wherever they're from. And right. Went to yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't think I knew that before now. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you would have. Yeah. Some idiots copied it onto their books and clothes, thinking to shock, make themselves impressive, until those of us who had lost family members to Grindelwald taught them better. Uh so this is weird. Why is Xenophilius wearing Grindelwald's mark? Mm. It's kind of like his dark mark, you know. Like- sure. Sure. Um, Barney asks if Crumb is sure it's his mark. And he says, yes. Barney's like, he doubts Xenophilius would support a dark wizard. Maybe he doesn't know what it means. Then Harry remembers the Grigorovich thing and where he heard it before. 
uh, he heard it when Ollivander was testing all of their wands before uh, the Wizard Triwizard Tournament. Um, he's a famous wand, wa- wand maker who made Crumb's wand. He figures Voldy must be looking for him to help figure out the whole Harry's wand problem. Crumb then asks old Barney about Ginny, and Barney lies that she's with some huge jealous type dude. <laughs> <laughs> he is still stringing Ginny along. Uh, this is very funny. Crumb grumbles about what's the point of being an international Quidditch star if all the good-looking girls are taken. <laughs> and I'm like, that's good stuff. But Fred and George apparently don't need to be famous because there's a quick mention here of how they're just off banging a couple of Floor's Vila cousins. Um, Fuck yeah, dude. Weddings, am I right? That fucking book works magic, man. Um, they learned their stuff well. So Barney sees uh, our old pal. It's not really an old pal. Elpheus Doge. Uh, the guy who wrote the obituary for Dumble in the paper. And he goes over and is like, hey, I'm not actually Barney. I'm Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, he Harry tells him, I didn't realize you knew Professor Dumbledore so well. And Doge says, yes, as well as anyone. Certainly I knew him the longest. If if you don't count Aberforth. And somehow people never do seem to count Aberforth. <laughs> I'm like, dang, man, you didn't have to do my boy Aberforth dirty like that. Dude, it still weirds me out that you say Aberforth. It's definitely Aberforth. Honest I Aberforth. I don't think. Why do you keep saying that? You you say that like that's like that's final. Like that's like, yeah, that's obviously what it honest is. Honest Abe. Honest Aberforth. No. No. <laughs> it's Aberforth. Flesh. Barney asks Aber- about... <laughs> Did you say Aberflesh? <laughs> Fuck, dude. Aberflesh. Yikes. What? I said yikes. Yikers, indeed. So... Barney asks about the book Rita Skeeter wrote, and Doge says not to believe a word of it. Our boy Barney seems a little skeptical, though. He he seems to be doubting his boy Dumble, and that kind of only gets worse throughout this conversation. Um, Your girl, your favorite character, Aunt Muriel, <laughs> is passing by, and she's like, Did somebody say Rita Skeeter? Fucking love her, OMG! Can't wait to read her book. Hell yeah. Um, So she sits down with him. Just, you know, invites herself. Pulls up a chair. Yeah. Actually, I think God, she kicks. The worst. I think she kicks someone else who's sitting out of their chair. Actually, now that I think about it. She's Sounds like, about right. I'm old as remember. shit. Get out of that chair. Uh, Doge is defending Dumbledore here. Because, you know, Aunt Muriel is throwing out all these ridiculous accusations. Um, Doge says... The reason Albus never spoke about Ariana is I should have thought quite clear. He was so devastated by her death. Why did nobody see her, Elpheus? squawked Muriel. Why did half of us never even know she existed until they carried the coffin out of the house and held a funeral for her? Where was saintly Albus while Ariana was locked in the cellar? Off being brilliant at Hogwarts and never mind what was going on in his own house. Uh, me and Harry are like, what the fuck do you mean locked in the cellar? What it, what What is this about? Uh, 
Muriel presses on. She says, Dumbledore's mother was a terrifying woman, simply terrifying. Muggle-born, though I heard she pretended otherwise. She never pretended anything of the sort, Doge says. Kendra was a fine woman. Uh, Auntie Muriel ignores him. Proud and very domineering, the sort of witch who would have been mortified to produce a squib. Ariana was not a squib, wheezed Doge. So you say, Elpheus, but explain then why she never attended Hogwarts. She turned back to Harry. In our day, squibs were often hushed up, though to take it though to take it to the extreme of actually imprisoning a little girl in the house and pretending she didn't exist. I tell you, that's not what happened, said Doge. Um, yeah, they're, they're kind of just going back and forth here. Aunt Muriel telling one side of a story. Doge trying to be like, no, that's bullshit. But he's like, it's not exactly like, he he's denying it, but he's like horrified by it. Which, right, right. Which is interesting because it's like, if it was all just truly lies and nonsense, like, would he be having this reaction, you know? Like, it it almost would leave one to believe that there's at least some truth in what she's right, saying. Right, right. Uh, which is kind of what I think Harry is getting and why he's really starting to kind of question his, his fucking hero, Dumble. Um, so Aunt Muriel tells uh, Barney that squibs were sometimes shipped to muggle schools rather than try and find a place for them in the wizard world. Um, basically like, hey, ingrain them being in the muggle world and because, you know, them not being able to do magic and can be difficult for them to live in the wizard world. Um, but Doge argues that Ariana was just too delicate to leave the house. And Muriel's like, well, why she, did she never see a healer then or go to St. Mungo's? Um, she's then like, she goes so far as to say, uh, she would have thought that Dumble's mother actually killed Ariana. But the problem with that is, uh, Kendra, Dumble's mother, died first. Right. Uh, but then she's also like, well, maybe Ariana killed her mother in a desperate attempt to escape. Uh, because like she said, Muriel is contending that they basically kept her locked in the cellar. Uh, Doge horrified by this. Um, but he is even more horrified then that Muriel knows that Aberforth, honest Aberforth, (laughs) broke Dumble's nose at the funeral. Apparently a coffin side fight broke out where Aberforth was basically just like, this was all your fault, Albus. Uh, and Albus just let him hit him because Muriel was like, yeah, if Albus didn't let it happen, like he could have beat Aberforth in a duel with both hands tied behind his back. Um, and so then Muriel is like musing. She thinks it was Bethilda Bagshot, one of my favorite names, uh, is the one who spilled the beans to Rita. She was an old friend of Dumble's, uh, but Muriel also said she's gone a bit cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> then, That's uh, we we are sponsored by Cocoa yeah, Puffs. I wish. Uh, then Aunt Muriel dropped the drops the bomb that Bethilda is still alive and lives in da 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 Godric's Hollow. Ooh. And also, how convenient, that's also where the Dumbledores lived. 
Uh, Harry feels definitely a little bit betrayed by this, uh, that they, that he lived in Godric's Hollow for so long and never told him. Uh, he's really, really starting to doubt his dude, Dumble. Uh, and I'm like, dude, wasn't it like two chapters ago you were thinking about how it was your fault? You never asked any Dumble, like, personal questions about himself. Uh, so maybe this is on you, bud, that, you know, you never asked. You know, right. you never told, but you also never asked. Uh, then we get the big second bomb here to finish it out. This one, dang. Um, just like that. Just like that. This this shit kicks off big time. At that moment, something large and silver came falling through the canopy over the dance floor. Graceful and gleaming, the links landed lightly in the middle of the astonished dancers. Uh, quick sidebar. The fact that Kingsley's Patronus is a lynx... Is so rad. I didn't think I could like Kingsley any more than I already did, but then it's like, oh, he's his Patronus is a lynx, and I'm like, fucking rad, Kingsley. Yeah. God, yeah, you're definitely. so cool. I knew you would like that. Yeah, yeah, big time. It'd be better if it was a bobcat, but they're they're kind of I mean, they're yeah. one of the same. Yeah. I mean, they're not, but they're close. It's bobcat's little sister. <laughs> bobcats are so rad. Uh... Heads turned as those nearest it froed absurdly in big bands. Then the Patronus's mouth opened wide and it spoke in the loud, deep, slow voice of Kingsley Shacklebolt. The ministry has fallen. Scrimgour is dead. They are coming. And that is the end of the chapter. What a cliffhanger. What an ending. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um... We've had two solid cliffhangers back to back. We have. You almost fucked it up, too. You almost had me read chapter five last time, and that was not a cliffhanger. Well, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I just, I was thinking how we find out that we'd lost Moody and like, oh, that would be a good end for the batch. But no, I'm glad. I'm glad we stopped it where we did. Definitely. Definitely. It's, it's been a good cliffhanger both times. Um, Yeah. Let's unpack a lot of interesting information in that chapter and i i guess i don't know what to do with a lot of it like like i kind of said at the top uh i did this books has surprised me so far like i did not expect it to go so heavily in this uh, the life and lies of albus dumbledore direction um yeah yeah for sure um and i'm not mad about it because i mean listen dumbledore is interesting as hell he's a super cool character and Learning more about him and unpacking his character more, I'm I'm all fucking here for. So, uh, so I'm excited. Obviously, Harry's gonna go to Godric's Hollow, um, whether Voldy is watching it or not, and um, yeah, probably go see Bethel the Bagshot. I'm sure. Um, maybe Aberforth is there. Maybe he'll go see Aberforth too. Well, we know that Aberforth lives at the Hogshead now. Like he's he's the barkeep for the Hogshead. What? Really? Yeah. We know that. Yes. No. Yeah. I don't think I knew that, brother. I'm pretty sure you did know that. I'm pretty confident I didn't. I'm pretty sure you did. I am ninety percent sure I had no idea. In Hogsmeade? Yes. Nah, I did not know that. No, I may have just... I mean, I don't know that that's necessarily a spoiler. I mean, like, 
But, I mean, yeah, I really anyways, thought, sorry. I thought you know, they would go see Aberforth in God. I uh, yeah, I, whatever. It doesn't matter. But I where where he resides, where he where he takes up residence. I'm so, sure. So was that part of his like when he was dunking on Tom Riddle joke where he's like, no, I'm just friends with the local bartenders. Like, has Aberforth done that for like that long? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I like there, really, dude. There's not a lot of like, oh, it's a thing that he's the guy at the Hogshead, like. Well, that's, yeah, obviously that's... you just gave away the ending of the entire series. <laughs> right. I, I, don't, I don't know what the, time, what the timeline is on that. Yeah, I, um, I mean, listen, you could be totally right, but I don't think you are. I don't think I knew that. Well, you have me questioning myself now. Well, you usually but... should question yourself. <laughs> um, so I'm sure they'll talk to at least Bethilda Bagshot maybe then in Grotter sure. Solo, um, and see Harry's parents' I mean, graves. what do you think? That's what I was going to say. Like, what do you think about going... Like that's where that's where it all started, right? That's where it all started. Maybe it's where it'll all end, but I don't see how that's possible because they got like four Horcruxes to find. Um, right, right. What do you what do you make of the Dumble stuff? I mean, do you do you still think Dumble is a saint, or do you? I guess yeah. Just kind of open that up. A little I, bit. I like I said. My guess is it's it's there's probably some middle ground. There's probably some truth to what Rita Skeeter slash Aunt Muriel is saying, but there's it's not going to be Dumble. I don't think is as awful as they are obviously making him to be. I'm 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 sure. guessing it's somewhere in the middle. Like I'm sure he had some secrets. I'm sure he had some skeletons in his closet. Um. But I mean, I I for sure believe that Dumbledore was a, was a good dude, um, and hopefully... like you you don't think that, like you still think that the Dumbledore that we know and love and like his intentions are still the same. Like yes, like that hasn't changed. Right, for sure. Um, okay. Could I be wrong? Sure, absolutely. Um, I'd say what I'm maybe equally intrigued by is this Grindelwald thing. Um, why is Xenophilius wearing Grindelwald's mark? That seems odd, even for the love goods, as odd <laughs> as they are. Um, yeah, it's a little weird, huh? Yeah, I, I find it, you know, Harry bandies the idea of, uh, maybe he just doesn't know what it is. I find that tough to swallow, I feel like. Zeno seems like, or... I guess obviously you don't know him, know him, right, right. But like, the love goods give the sense of like, there's probably not a lot that they're like not aware of, right? Correct. I mean, like Luna, lore especially Luna's a Ravenclaw, so I mean, yeah. obviously she's very clever, um, and I assume her father is, you know, clever as well, even if they are a bit loony. Um, <laughs> see what I did there. <laughs> Yes. Uh, <laughs> but you mean, do you, you though? You made the same joke that the fucking books have made since we got her introduction? Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Hey, you ever heard of this loony love goods character, oh my Zach? God. Um Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Uh so <laughs> <laughs> I I find it hard to believe this the old Zeno wouldn't know. Um He's a xenomorph. He is He's got a, a mouth in his mouth. I think there's a character in Hunter Hunter named Zeno, if I remember correctly. That's cool. Um, and I actually think he's is a cool character. Anyway, um, does he have a mouth in his mouth? Does he have a? Excuse me. Aren't xenomorphs the aliens? Oh yes, yes, yes. They, they have, have mouths have mouth in their mouths. That pops out of their mouth. Yeah, yeah. No, he doesn't. 
um, <laughs> shockingly. But yeah, I I don't know. What else do you want me to unpack here? I don't know what else to talk about. Um. Okay, so the the will. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Ron, I'm sure there there was quick mention of like the whole Deluma, the put out put her outer thing, and Hermione mm-hmm. was like, "We could just use friend George's darkness powder to basically achieve the same effect, more or less." And Ron like gets kind of all pissed. He's like, "Yeah, but it's still cool. Don't call my don't call my gift lame." Right, um, right. So yeah, I don't know what the deal with that is. I. There's got to be some way to open the snitch because I mean it says I open at the close. Uh, don't know what. I mean I know what the close is, but I'm not telling. Um, <laughs> uh, why Hermione got this book? I don't know if like he. So okay, so there was quick mention of like runes. Like there's runes on this book. Like uh, didn't she take runeology or something like that? Like. Just runes, yeah. She took runes. yeah. She took runes, runesanology. Um, maybe there's something she needs to decode in there. That's that's you know information on location of the fucking whorehouses. I don't know. Um, I mean, I think it's I think it's pretty clear that Dumble didn't know where the the next horcruxes were. And it seems like so the books from what I gathered about the books that Hermione stole. I love her. Uh is that it's more about how to destroy Horcruxes. And, I mean, obviously there wouldn't be anything in there about where they are. Right. So, how the fuck are they going to find these things? Yeah. Oh, man. This is, this is, this is going to get fun. I, um, my prediction is that you are going to be so-so about the next, maybe, batch. Oh, boy. Maybe one batch. Um, I was... I was fine with this batch, but I guess I'm, like I said, I, I guess I'm a little surprised we're still in the, hey, we're still at the Weasley's gear up mode. Sure, right. Like, well, okay, so he, here's the thing that I I had a feeling that you would feel this way. Yeah. Yes, they have not, like, started the quest, and I right. think that maybe that's a little bit preconceived because in your, in your head you're like, oh, this is what this book is going to be. Right, right? Right, and right. So, like, it's not holding true to that, so you're right. like, well, okay, well, where are we? Definitely. Right? I feel... <laughs> I do feel like this book does struggle with pace, but not in a, not as a slow burn like how other, other books are. Oh, you think maybe it rushes uh, a few uh, things? Maybe, yes. Okay. But, which is, I mean, fine. We can, <laughs> we can deal with that. Um, I mean, you've already made a couple points. Like, there's a lot to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. There's it's like, a lot to do, and we're like a third of the way to the book. Yeah, I'm like a quarter. I don't. I think I'm almost a quarter of the way into this book, and we're we're still in the gearing up phase. I mean, obviously, we had the big action sequence with uh, you know, them running from the Dieters, mm-hmm. but yeah, they have not started their quest yet, really the, at all. There's gonna be there's there's gonna be a specific section of this book that you're gonna be like, this seems so absurdly ridiculous, oh but boy. like, I can't but wait. the kind of dumb ridiculous shit that like 
that I I genuinely like, and I hope you do too. Okay. But it is kind of like, what the fuck? Okay, <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Oh, it's boy. gonna be fun, man. You're really making me worry here. Um, yeah, I'm. I definitely had a better time with the first batch. Like that that batch was phenomenal. Honestly, um, there wasn't anything oh, yeah. like necessarily wrong with this batch. It was just kind of like, like I. Uh, I was like, I definitely wanted to get through chapter eight and like keep going because I was like, boy, like I feel like we should be in more of the meat of this book by now. Like I want to, I want to get to it. Right. Um, I mean, I think it's like shit popped off quick and then like we just had a couple chapters of calm before. Sure. I mean, which it obviously just popped off again and like that's where you've stopped. So right, like, right. you know, I, I think in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's a very short section where it feels a little bit slow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, listen, there there was good information in there. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure a lot of this stuff will pay off down the line. But, um, and yeah, like I said, I, 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 yeah. Oh boy. I'd say my biggest takeaway is just that I am surprised at how heavily the book is leaning into, like I said, the life and lies of Alvis Dumbledore angle. Um, I just, I just did not expect that. And, um, I'm okay with it. I think for the most part. So hell yes. God damn, it's great. Well, dude, I, I'm I'm fucking glad that you are thus far enjoying what you are reading. Um very, very, very excited to to keep this thing rolling. I know I say that for me to have every the, time. The, the very excited for me to have the lame batch next week, as you so eloquently well, dubbed it. it. It's not it's not that it's lame, it's just that like look. Okay, I'm Is gonna there go ahead and flesh call involved. <laughs> Always. Always. <laughs> Like I'm gonna go ahead and call this now. You are already feeling like, okay, like, like, can we can we go? Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. let's let's go. And I and I think that I think that you need to realize that like they don't know where they're going. Right. Yeah. So that, you're that gonna seems feel that. like a problem. <laughs> that yes, you are going to feel like that in the book. So you you are. I, I think this is probably the best way to like rationalize it. You're definitely going to feel like, okay, guys, what are we doing? Like, can we right. fucking do something? The characters in the book literally feel like that. Sure. So, like, well, I mean, is, I think they're going to Godric's Hollow, but yeah, after that, yeah, who knows, I guess. Right. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I hope, I hope you continue to enjoy it. Uh, any, any last final thoughts? I don't think so. Um, if there's anyone left listening at this point, I'll be surprised. <laughs> if you well, survived that- the flesh episode, you're you're real winners in my book. <laughs> real winners in your book. God damn it! <laughs> Fuck, man. All right, we're that's that's gonna do it for. We gotta get off of this we thing, gotta or, or stop. we're gonna get ourselves in trouble. We have to stop. We can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> Fuck, man. Oh, but we will. We will keep getting away with this. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is going to do it for us tonight, guys. We appreciate everybody for hanging out with us this long. Um, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, please be sure to stay tuned for our recap or our journey through the Wheel of Time Amazon series that comes out late November, as well as our good friend and listener of the podcast, Mallory, 
uh, is going to be experiencing the Lord of the Rings movies for the first time. So we will be having two projects going simultaneously very, 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 very soon. Details to come. Stay tuned. Details to come when I do. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) And there we are continuing to get away with it. Go hit us up on the Twitter and on the Instagram at we don't want a pod. Tell your friends. Tell your fucking grandmother. She's got to hear us. And yeah, we'll see you next time.